I invite you to be seated. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it goes on. Of course, that was written in July, on July 4, 1776, when our fourth fathers started this nation. We became free. We've remained free in the United States of America because of all those men and women who've given their lives over the decades and the centuries now to keep us free here in this country. And I don't know about you, but it's one of those things I kind of take for granted sometimes. Because we can look around to lots of countries in this world that don't have freedom to dance, to sing, to live for Jesus. And there's not, by the way, any guarantee that here in the United States of America, we will always have that freedom. There's no guarantee that says that. We could have it as long as God allows us to have it. And so that's something I want to talk about. Obviously, freedom is the theme of the weekend here. And so the Bible talks about a freedom that is guaranteed. And we're going to take a look at that. And it's in Galatians chapter 5 a letter that Paul wrote to the, the Christian Galatians, obviously in the, the city of Galatia. And Galatians 5, verse 1 says this, up on your screen, on the screens here. Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And so there's three words here in these three verses we're going to look at here in Galatians that jumped out at me, and I wanted to share with them for you today. And the first word that jumped out to me is freedom. Word number one is freedom. And what this verse says very plainly, and it's very simple, it's not meant to be, you don't need to be a great theologian to figure this out. We have freedom because of who? Exactly. We have freedom because of Jesus Christ. And the Bible is not talking about the same kind of freedom we're talking about here in America, the freedom that we have here. This is a different kind of a freedom. This is a guaranteed freedom. John chapter 8. I have it up on the screen for you. It says this. So Jesus, we're going to go back here, remember how the Bible is all connected together. Paul is just connecting things that Jesus said earlier 
here in his letter to the Galatians. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. First of all, this is a comical statement. Do you know why? It's because those words, we've never been enslaved. So these Israelites clearly don't know Israelite history. They've been enslaved a lot. Remember when Moses went into Egypt and got them out of slavery? They were enslaved by the Babylonians. They were enslaved lots. And they go on to say to Jesus, how is that that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So let's go back to Galatians here with this uh, verse here by Jesus, these famous words. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Some context to Galatia. It's always helpful to have context to these Bible verses and passages because otherwise it can get confusing, right? So in Galatia at this time, they were in a, a pagan religious system of Greek gods. So remember, Paul is writing this letter in Galatians to Christians, the Christian church in Galatia. And the Christians there are living amongst this pagan religious system. And one of the gods, his name is Dacaius, he was usually depicted as he was carrying a set of scales. Another god was the god called Hosias. And I think she was a goddess. I'm not sure on that, but she carried around a measuring rod to measure people's good deeds. So in other words, were they free? Not really, because they were constantly being judged whether they were living up to the moral code, doing enough things to be good, to be declared free, to be free in the eyes of their gods. So the Christians there are living amongst us. So it's, it's understandable that they were starting to get confused. And so Paul is reminding them that they indeed have freedom because of Jesus. So it would have been easy for these Christians, though, to get caught up in their culture thinking they had to do certain things in order to obtain this freedom. You know, it's a good thing we really don't live like that anymore, right? We don't live in a culture that has these problems, right? Or is that wrong? <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in what's going on in our culture, and even here in the free United States of America, where we continually throw God out of everything. 
We live in a society that tells us you have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. It's easy to get caught up into all the stuff, like you have to have this much money, or you have to have this kind of a job, or you have to play these kind of sports, or be in these kind of extracurricular activities. Just remember everything, the things of this world, is the opposite of what God's word teaches us about freedom. This isn't how God operates. I said this a number of weeks ago. It's all about do versus done. Everything in our society tells us you have to do things to get ahead. You have to do things to obtain stuff. Other world religions like Hinduism, Buddhism, even Judaism, all the other religions, all those other world religions out there, you have to do something. And then when you've done that, you have to do something else. And then you have to do something else. In the Muslim faith, there's five pillars, they call it, that you have to do. You have to pray a certain amount a day. Then there's Christianity. There's God's way. God's word. It's done. Everything is done. Jesus came died on the cross for our sins. And because of what Jesus did for us, we are saved and we have freedom forever that is guaranteed, that can never be taken away. So the second word that jumped out to me in uh, Galatians was the word yoke. I love this word and I love this the symbolism that the Bible uses. We don't see it too much nowadays. In case you don't know what a yoke is, I have a picture. So that's a yoke in the upper left-hand corner. And that's what a yoke is used for, is you can put two oxen usually together, and then together they form, you know, they're more powerful working in unison together. And so in this Galatians verse, Paul is telling the people, don't be yoked to this stuff anymore. You don't have to be to the things of this world, to the sins, to the burdens. We don't have to be yoked to it. Jesus has set us free. We don't have to live like that. So this, at this time, the Jewish leaders considered it a badge of honor to be yoked to the law. They would even walk around with, they're called phylacteries, little boxes on their heads that had little scripture passages on them. So that was, you know, getting closer to God because they were doing that. Now remember, the law that they were enforcing wasn't just God's law, you know, the Ten Commandments. It was also all those man-made laws that they were throwing out. Remember, God's law is good. God's law is not meant to be a bad thing. It's there for us. It's because God loves us that he gave us his law. But we don't need to be yoked to the law, all these man-made things, all the things of this world. And it was a burden for these people when they had all these laws that they thought they had to continue to uphold even though they were Christians. 
And so it's easy for us to see the same thing happening to us in 2022. It's easy for us to get caught up in this, to be yoked to things we think we should do. And they become a burden, am I right? They become a stress. They can weigh us down. And the the verse that I used was from the New King James Version. I liked it because it said entangled. Don't be entangled in that yoke anymore. Because we are free. Jesus has set us free. And of course, another amazing thing that the crimson thread, Jesus connects the whole Bible together in one. Jesus uses this imagery of the yoke. I have it up on the screen for you. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, And my burden is light. You see, Jesus is offering us a different kind of a yoke. He's offering a yoke that's going to give us rest. Because he's carrying all the weight, has carried all the weight. He's carried all the weight of our sins and our burdens and and our stresses and our anxiety, all this stuff that we sometimes like to carry around and keep. He's telling us to come to him. His yoke is easy. Being yoked to Jesus, he's the one carrying all the weight. We don't have to be yoked to those things anymore. All those things that weigh us down, that wear us out. Does anybody just felt, are you just so tired and worn out? Does anybody feel that way? We have tomorrow off, but then we'll be extra behind because we missed the day at work. It's so easy to feel that way, and Jesus is inviting us, come to me, and I will carry it. Why don't we do that? You see, Jesus' yoke, he tells us, is easy and gives us rest and freedom now, I don't know about you, but I could use some rest. Let's go to the second verse here in Galatians that I wanted to look at. Verses 13 and 14 of Galatians. I have it up on the uh, screen. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we have freedom as Christians. We are free to do sort of what we want. The next thing on the screen here, I have the next thing on your sermon notes. Just because we have freedom doesn't mean we can do whatever we want and act however we want you know have the attitude of well i'm gonna go ahead and do this jesus died for that sin anyway he's gonna forgive me right i can do this it's not a big deal 
But we're being told here, encouraged by Paul here in this Galatians 5, 13 and 14, use the freedom that you and I have been given by Jesus to serve one another. The third word I have here is love. And the video, I like that video because it sums it up there at the end. Just think, even though we live in a country of freedom, you know, we've got so much violence, we've got so much division, we've got so much hate. And couldn't our country, the United States of America, use some love from Christians sharing that love? This is the freedom that, this is what we should be using our freedom for. Knowing that what we're doing isn't why we are saved. But we have the freedom to share the love of Jesus with all those around us. To show that love. It summed it up right there so perfectly. The whole law. The whole law is fulfilled in one word, love. And so if you break down the Ten Commandments, and Jesus did that for us, by the way, when they tried to trick Jesus by asking him what is the greatest commandment, Jesus said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up the whole Ten Commandments. Love God, love your neighbor. Love. We have the freedom to share that love of Jesus with every, and everything was fulfilled in one word, love, by none other than Jesus, who did go to the cross for each and every one of us, carrying all those sins and burdens in this picture I have here to close things out this morning. I found this picture and I loved it. It's a picture of Jesus, you know, with the cross, but there's a yoke there. And you see, Jesus is really the one carrying all the weight as you are the one holding on to Jesus who's giving you that rest, giving you that freedom. And why is he doing that? Because he loves us so much. In his name, amen.